brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Whether you realize it or not, you, me, all of us are already living in a revolutionary time. It is happening in our country and all over the world. But here in America, there is no Mason-Dixon line this time. The two sides are split ideologically. There, is, there are those that want to fundamentally change this country. And then there are those that believe the United States of America and its founding documents, the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, and the Bill of Rights should be uh, upheld as the founders intended. And we can't agree on anything. There are two genders. Dare not say that. The left fights people that say there are 99 genders. The trans bathrooms. Is that okay? Is that not? How about the, how about the boys that are becoming girls? Can they compete against your girls? And is that good for your girls? Chemical castration of our children without any kind of parental input. How about the fact that whites are all racists and uh, MLK was wrong and looting and burning is okay as long as it's for BLM? Those who cross our borders, they definitely need, um, need no vaccine. They're fine, but you definitely must have one or you're fired. How do we bridge the gap? This is the revolution of our time. I believe... And I hope this is wrong, but I believe the left wants this to turn violent. They have been itching for a fight. They want the chaos. Can you name a leftist revolution that didn't result in violence and chaos? It's kind of their thing. Your job and mine is to make sure they don't get what they want. So where do we currently stand? And is it time for a national divorce? And if so, what does that mean? Tonight, you'll be better prepared to answer those questions because the time to draw a line in the sand was yesterday. And if we fail, then this grand experiment, this United States of America, could be lost forever. Well, hello. Hello, America. I want to be very clear about uh, something. Um, tonight's show is not about hoping for the breakup of this country. I can't think of anything more devastating. For my friends watching over at George Soros's Media Matters, if I say the word fight tonight, I do not mean violence. I fear this country is now so far divided that we may never get back to the way it used to be. And when it comes to the economy and other things, we already are hearing from the White House that we will never go back to the way it used to be. 
But there are peaceful solutions to this problem. I'm not sure they're going to work, um, but we have to be prepared. I'll provide some of these solutions with a couple of guests later on in the program. But first, we need to take care of something and allow me for a second to hearken back to my alcoholism uh, recovery days. The first stage of the fight, again, not meaning violence, is admitting you're powerless, admitting the truth. And that truth is we, you and I, we are living in a revolution right now. It is already here, but we're not powerless. Culturally, that revolution has been raging for years. The government is now pushing full steam ahead. I've been talking about these days for over a decade now, top down, bottom up and inside out. But we have never seen a top down assault like what is happening right now. And I fear it's about to get worse. Much of that will be manifested in the left's three point five trillion dollar spending package. How can they cut a trillion dollars out of this and still say it's going to have the same fundamental impact on our country? That's what Nancy Pelosi said. Because it's not about spending. Yes, it has spending, free college and uh, uh, child tax credit systems that looks to be, to me, like a pilot program for universal basic income. But the real purpose of this spending package is obvious. It is framework for what we will collapse into. It is an unprecedented growth of the federal government that will have the ability to reach directly into your living room, your bedroom, your place of business, your office, your car, everywhere. It will be present in every aspect of your life. And by and large, the country knows this. That's why they can't get this passed. But that's not stopping them. Oh, no, 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 no. It's why they snuck it in under reconciliation. I want you to take a look at a tweet from Bernie Sanders because it's this perfect example that we are in a revolution and we just think entirely differently. Quote, two senators cannot be allowed to defeat what 48 senators and blah, blah, blah. Excuse me, two senators? No, it would be 50 senators that oppose radical socialist wish list, not two. They represent over half the country. But that's exactly how Bernie and the rest of them feel about you. You don't really matter. They know better and they don't give a crap about what you think. That's why they feel like they can lie to you and say $3.5 trillion. And, oh, and that, that doesn't actually cost anything. It's going to cost you your freedom. They are weaponizing every arm of the federal government to go after you now. The Department of Justice and the FBI. Do you trust them? They're now investigating you if you have the audacity to have an opinion at a local school board meeting about what they're teaching your kids in school. This government uh, sidestepping us, they, they are just telling you, we'll take your kids from here. We got it. And all of this began because the government weaponized the Department of Education to push critical race theory in our schools, teaching our children that the color of their skin defines their character and that their country is systematically racist and broken. Do you think we're in a revolution? By the way, for anybody who thinks, you know, because your friends will probably tell you, oh, they're not teaching that in schools. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Did you see the documents that were released in Rhode Island this weekend? 
Did you see what uh, Judicial Watch released? The actual documents from the schools? And it doesn't stop there. The federal government has no authority to mandate vaccines. States do. Federal government doesn't, but that's not stopping them. Now weaponizing OSHA to do it for them. They're using the IRS to track anyone's bank account that has more than $600. I fill my truck up $600. I'll probably, the way things are going, fill my truck up three times and it'll be $600 soon. These are the same people that told you $3.5 trillion means nothing, but they're worried about you spending $600. If you can explain that to me, then you're smarter than I am. Now, you might think, oh, well, we'll just move to crypto. But invisible dollars is terrifying to them. So they're inventing more bureaucracy to weaponize. The Justice Department is now setting up a national cryptocurrency enforcement team. Ooh, we all know where this is going. They want to penalize any kind of anonymity. You will be forced to comply. Banking will not look the same in the years ahead. Probably as soon as next year, you'll be able to see it. Both the Treasury and the Fed are being weaponized to change the way we all bank forever. Biden's, and I'm not making this up, new Soviet-born Soviet-trained uh, honor student that got the scholarship, the Lenin scholarship in the former Soviet Union, is the Treasury pick. And she wants to nationalize retail banking. So you'll go instead to the Fed for loans. The Fed, the government. <laughs> wow, you better behave. And can you imagine how many small and local banks will go bankrupt? Separating yourself from their messed up system will be impossible. Revolution is here. There's just no Most people are burying their heads. If anyone tries to resist, you not only get targeted by the government, but you all bottom-up far-left street thugs. Senator Cinema. She's now a right-wing crazy person. She was chased into a bathroom over her opposition to Biden's Build Back Better socialist power grab. Another group chased down Joe Manchin on his, uh, on his boat. Two different groups, but one daddy warbucks funding them all. What would a show be like without spooky dude? Do you remember when Biden said he would fire you on the spot if someone didn't treat others with respect? Well, that was back in January when he was giving all those unity speeches. Well, here's Biden now when asked about the targeted harassment of two senators. I don't think they're appropriate tactics, but it happens to everybody. From the, <laughs> the only people it doesn't happen to are people who have Secret Service standing around them. Mm. Um, so uh, it's, it's, it's part of the process. I want to thank him for saying out loud what we already knew. Bottom-up street pressure is, quote, part of the process. It is how they roll. And according to the president, you better get used to it. The war has already begun, and the government and financiers like George Soros and many others are in the middle of shock and awe. So what is it we're doing? That's really kind of unfair.
because we don't have all the millionaires, billionaires, and think tanks, and all the college professors, and everybody uh, in, in government that are thinking all of this stuff through. I think we all want to do something, but it's beginning to feel like putting your finger into the dam. I mean, I've never seen, never seen so many people with their fingers in the dike and people on both sides now talking about secession, national divorce. Hear me clearly. I am not for secession. I believe in the Constitution, the Declaration and the Bill of Rights as uh, interpreted by our founders. It's what built this nation. It's what built a much safer and prosperous world. I'm not seceding. Revolutionary. I'm not the radical. I believe in those documents. If you don't believe, then you are the revolutionary. Then you are seceding. Then you are the radical. National divorce. Maybe it is time. I mean, places like Texas have been talking about secession for a very, very long time. But now they're talking about it in New Hampshire. Everywhere you look now, the concept of national divorce is being floated as the only option for liberty and freedom in our country. Now listen to these stats. 52% of the people that voted for Donald Trump believe it's what needs to be done. That's compared to 41% of the people that voted for Joe Biden. That's almost the entire country here. There is no fringe right-wing joke about secession anymore. Even progressive media has been talking about it. Have we really truly reached that point? I think we have. Is there no riding this ship? Not unless we can come together on the Bill of Rights. The founders of this country designed our government to protect our rights. Is that what our government is currently doing? Are they protecting your right and the right of the person you really vehemently disagree with? Do we have equal rights? When they force an injection in your arm while sending federal cops to keep you from having an opinion, your child's education at a local school board meeting, when they're spying on what you spend your money on, are they protecting your rights? If the time comes, I think I would be more comfortable in 25 of the United States rather than the other 25 of the United Socialist States of America, but are even those 25 that I like or I think go our way, will they really? Is that really where we're at? I don't think I've ever seen a time in my life, at least, where there have been so many voices admitting that maybe it's time to our losses and divide the country. Uh, think about the times where major changes have occurred in America. The Revolutionary War was fought over one issue. The Civil War was fought over one issue, slavery. Um, the issues that we have between the Right now, you can't count them, and they are big and deep. What kept us going in every other war was we came around a set. I don't think we agree on those anymore. One of the voices who is really, really thought out and been asking some thoughtful questions is a senior fellow at the Claremont Institute. His name is uh, Dave Raboy. He, is, he, wrote, he recently wrote a piece titled National Divorce is Expensive but Worth Every Penny. It's a must read. David, good to have you. Thanks. 
I am going through a really tough time right now because uh, my job has been to warn. And I've been warning about this and warning about this. And we've passed all the exits that I know of. And it feels impending now. Feels like it's, it's here. Um, and about to get much worse very soon. Do you, do you agree with that? Yeah, I think everyone feels it. Um, there's, it's, it's not an accident that uh, a lot of people are talking about national divorce. They're talking about things in kind of apocalyptic terms because we're basically there in many ways. As you said, we no longer agree on the foundational things that make, um, you know, America, America. We've, we're now, you know, more than 100 years uh, past or into the progressive project to mm -hmm. remake the country. Mm -hmm. And uh, we've got, we're basically about 50-50. And uh, the really important thing, I think, is the division on the basic things, as you said. Yeah. Like, what is our conception of justice? Is equality before the law desirable? You know, right. We say yes. Yeah, the left say says equity. no. They say the left equity. says equity. Right. And then they say, well, no, you know, we should base things on the, on the basis of 16 other different things. We should base justice on that. And, and I'm not sure how you can have a single society based on this. I mean, nobody's going to be happy. So, I mean, I'm not even at the point where I'm going to condemn the left. Sure. They're, they're just, we're just in. Fine. Yeah. Um, so, so let me, help me out, help me out on this. Um, in, in one of your um, essays that I read recently, you said, um, we got to stop wasting time and having conversations with people and going over the same arguments over and over again. Explain that. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, I think it's, it's a, uh, it just, I mean, as you said, it, ju it, just, it just wastes time. You've, you've got, I mean, especially, we've been through, what, four or five years of the, 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 the Trump era? Mm -hmm. And we have the never-Trump people and the pro-Trump people and the skeptical of Trump, but I'll give him a chance, people. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, he's out of office. Um, we have to move on now. And having the same conversations with the same people, you know, I'm thinking of, you know, some of the folks at, you know, some of these, uh, you know, some of these websites, Bulwark, yeah. Dispatch, um, et cetera. And they're really not talking to conservatives. They're no longer talking to Republican voters. They're talking to Democrats. So why even engage with them? It's a silly, you know, it's, it's a, a silly waste of time. In so my how, do I, how do I converse with people? I mean, I, my anxiety gets so high when I start talking to people, even in my own neighborhood. They're very, they're, they're uh, corporations, uh, or they have, you know, made it a long time ago, whatever. Um, and their mom's involved with their kids. And I talk to them, and they all feel it. But they think that this kind of talk is over it's the a little top. crazy. Okay. And, and it's the fight I've been having for 20 years now. Right. Look, I mean, I think this is, this, you know, this, is the, uh, this is the downside of being ahead of the curve. It's the downside of being perceptive and to, and to see what's coming. I mean, I would tell these people, I would say, look, if you have heterodox opinions at all, if you, 
differ at all from the, uh, the conventional wisdom of the left today on any issue, or tomorrow, or the next day, because it changes, oh, yeah. you know, um, then you will have problems banking, you will have problems sending your kids to school, you will have problems, um, you know, I mean, companies will not want to do business with you. You will find yourself- People don't believe that. Yeah. They think that'll never happen. It's here. They're it's firing here. people now right. if you don't have the vaccine. Right. And it's not even a law. Who's the suggestion? I'm going to do this. He didn't do it yet. He made but they're just firing but he doesn't people. even need to do he it. Doesn't he doesn't need to do it. Need to do it because all the companies will line up for this. And, and this is the point that I make in the, in the national divorce piece, which is national divorce I'm using as a rhetorical device in order to get people to start thinking about the big issue, which, which for me, autonomy. Autonomy for us, you know, you were a pioneer, you know, you left, set up this great place. And it's you- It's still not good enough though. It's still, I mean, it's still, there is no, Voice of America offshore. There's no the, everything right. can be shut down. There, we need new banking systems. We need it all. We need it all. And and I think that this message needs to get out to people because I think folks would be surprised how much power they have. You know, if you own a pizzeria somewhere, you can make sure that it is. Um, you know, that it reflects your values. The left has been really good at this for the last yeah, yeah, 50 yeah. years. Um, you know, if you have a, I mean, we're gonna need insurance companies. Mm -hmm. We're going to need, as you said, banks. Um, we're going to need- Doctors, real, nurses, doctors, everybody. Nurses, real estate brokers, mm -hmm. everything. And, uh, and I do think the other part of this is getting people who are in blue states who feel surrounded and helpless and hopeless to move to communities and to states and cities where where they're you know where they're surrounded by people who don't despise them. So I, I have to tell you, I, I agree with that entirely. I keep saying you have to be you have to be in a community of like-minded people, and people I think that um, are 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 God-fearing pe people who will what they have. They'll look at you as a community, you know, but not a force community. Just Look, my neighbor is my neighbor, kind of a farmer's community, that kind of community where everybody helps each other because we're going to need that community. And I'm not sure where that is. I mean, I have a place. I'm not going to announce right. it on the air, but I have a place, um, small town. Uh, you know, a lot of people say I'm staying here because it's my home and I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I want to change it from the inside. <laughs> yeah, I mean, good luck to you. You know, good luck to you in California. Um, I, I, I'm not sure if people in blue states who feel surrounded have any idea how much better it feels once you come oh to Florida, where I live, or, yeah. or Texas, where, yeah. where you are. And you're like, oh my God, I'm not getting dirty looks at the yeah. supermarket. It's remarkable. It's amazing. Your whole attitude changes, and uh, and I think there is a big. I mean, you know, speaking of, you know, of, of the Claremont Institute, I think there's a huge difference between how the the Acela Corridor folks on the East Coast who are in you know who are, are in conservative think tanks view the world versus Claremont, which has been out in California, mm -hmm. um, and. Uh, so where you are geographically makes such a difference. Paul Harvey, the sure. broadcaster, 
he said one time, you want to fix the media, mm. move it to the center of the country. And he's right. And none of them would. But sure. that would have you would have been surrounded by uh, by normal people because there is a difference. Mm -hmm. It gets so incestuous. Um, and I just think that's going to just come down. How yeah. close do you think we are to? I mean, do, does America you want my survive? Honest, you want my honest opinion? Well, yeah. I don't want you to lie to me, but maybe I do. <laughs> no, I mean, look, I, I think, I think, um, as I said in the piece, we are, this isn't going to be around forever. Nothing human lasts forever. There's yeah. no regime that has, has lasted forever. Does freedom, does freedom make it out of this? Are our kids, is there a place for our kids to go? Maybe. Meaning, if we set up these autonomous institutions, if we start building, um, I know a lot of people who are, who are building these things. And, uh, you know, and as it gets worse, it's the kind of thing that you can't do um, en masse until enough people, enough see, people it. see it and they say, okay, we need to do this. Yeah. And, and that's when you know, the big money comes in and that's when, uh, that's when there's, there's going to be a lot of effort to, to do this. Um, I mean, the question of how long do we have, I don't know. I mean, we can have a financial crisis tomorrow. Yep. The whole thing could go belly up, and then we are talking about national divorce because yeah, the system will break down. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, it's interesting to see yeah. how everything is going in one direction. You know, people say, "Well, he's just so bad," and I think he's crazy. I think he's incompetent. He's you know looking for his pudding. Everything that they have done is to stick a wrench into the gears, and it's clear we're shutting the machine down. So it. It stops, and there's nothing you can do but restart it in a different new way. And it's, it's yeah. I mean, these guys are printing money like there's no tomorrow, like there are there will be no uh, you know ramifications. Ramifications. They're they're printing money. They're spending money. It's 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 like it's like they've all realized that it doesn't matter. Yeah. And Which that's is scary. when you start right. That's when you start yeah. saying, hey, you know, it's this. Yeah, you know, yeah. This is a little weird. Dave, thank you so much. Thank you. It's an honor to to you. Uh, I don't know if you're around tomorrow, but I'd love to have you on radio tomorrow. Sure, be I'll be here. Great. Thank you. Back in just a minute. I want to make it really clear. I'm not for secession. I believe in the documents, um, but the people who are currently ripping apart our country, um, you know, they can secede. Have at it. They can go. But I do know we can't sit around with things um, the way they're going. We can't. We can't keep waiting around for the next time the Republicans take power back. We can't keep pinning our hopes on this president or that Congress. So what is it you can do? Next few minutes are going to go by pretty rapidly, and there should be a lot of information there. Let me start here. As I said at the beginning of the show, the first is admitting that there is a problem. Revolution is here. Liberty is under attack. And yes, you can make a difference. One voice alone is powerful, but thousands and millions of voices united together is all powerful. The second step, and this one is very important, fully disavow, reject, and shun any kind of violence or violent rhetoric. I know that sounds
media matters. I have a feeling they're going to edit this part of the show out. Violence will not save America. It will put us in a cage. Remember, violence is what they want. Do not give them any excuses. We are now at the time for mass civil disobedience. Now, how is that going to go? Well, you have to show up at all, all of your school board members, uh, meetings. And let me remind you, this is coming. This is a memo that was issued by the Office of Personnel Management less than two weeks ago. It states that the federal government will start enforcing Biden's new vaccine mandate on November 9th. That's just a few weeks from today. It will affect 100 million workers. How is your company handling this? Blaze TV has already made a statement. We will not comply. Other companies, they're already bending the knee. Your rights be damned. Protests and walkouts have already begun. Places like American Airlines and Southwest. Is that what was causing the massive cancellation and delays at Southwest this weekend? I'm, I'm sure it isn't, but it's helping. And that's exactly what we need. They see you see as a plebe, one that will roll over. You must begin to show them other. But before you organize action again, you must commit to a fully peaceful movement. This is something that was passed out on the March for Jobs and Freedom on August 1963 with Martin Luther King. Every protester had this. Everyone signed a pledge. God and nonviolent first and foremost uh, of every action of civil defense. Greatest trailblazers for liberty and freedom in history has already laid the path. All we have to do is follow it. That trailblazer was Martin Luther King, who the left now tell us was wrong. Next, we have to start putting our money where our values are. Stop giving money to woke companies. Find alternatives if you can. Take your money out of the big Fed banks that are assigning ESG scores already and put it in your local bank. We have to weaponize our wallets. Over 74 million people voted for Donald Trump alone, and Biden is currently sitting at 38% approval rating. If just a fraction of these people stopped funding these woke companies or started taking their money out of those Fed banks, I have a feeling it might change behavior pretty quickly. With your unwillingness to comply, it will show your state representatives and your leaders, local and state, that they have the social contract to stand up to the federal government. And that leads me to the next step. We must form a parallel society, a safe haven for liberty, uh, a country for freedom within a country of tyranny. It is time for the free states to come together this is a map ra ranking the freest states in the country. The orange are the most free, and the black really like living under King George. We're split in exactly half, 25 free states, 25 less free states. It is time for the free states to form a compact. The government exists for a reason, and the free states need to band together and protect their constitutionally guaranteed authority to protect the rights that the federal is now violating. This week, Governor Abbott banned vaccine mandates. Texas has also tried to move up and stop abortion. Let me just say this about... I mean, you don't like when Biden makes a mandate. Well, he's telling companies they can't. The governor of a state, a state is responsible for the people's health. 
The state, much as I don't like it, can make those mandates. The federal government cannot. Yesterday, Biden's Justice Department pressed the courts to crack down. They cracked down on Texas and the abortion law. Well, where were all the, the other 24 states? Why aren't they following Texas lead? I know they're in on this lawsuit, but this is what I'm talking about. The federal government can fight one single state, but 25? It is time for the free states to make it so painful for the federal government that they simply run out of the resources to fight them all. And if the tyranny states try to pressure and regulate business into compliance, the free states need to be ready with tax incentives to welcome them to the land of the free market. I have a friend who used to say money doesn't talk, it screams. State attorney generals need to come together. Governors need to work side by side, and many of them are. But they need to know you are behind them. They need to move as one. There would be no need for secession, national divorce, and especially no need for violence. It's an informal line in the sand. Federalism is the key, but it all starts with you. Will you comply? Or will you stand for your children and children's children's freedom? I think most of us are sick and tired of all the talk at this point. We want solutions. We want to know how we can push back. My guest knows exactly what we're up against. His latest book is Who is Karl Marx? The Men, the Motives, and the Menace Behind Today's Rampaging American Left. It nails it down very clearly. Uh, Jim Simpson, James Simpson, uh, is the author. Jim, how are you, sir? Hey, Glenn. Great to be with you. Um, I want to really focus. I had you on radio earlier this, what was it, this week or last week? I can't, I can't even remember. I lost time, a track of time. Um, but I, um, I, I want to talk to you about the solutions in your book. Because yeah. you make such a good case on Karl Marx, who he was, how this is all happening now. But um, you also go through a big list of things that have to happen. Um, yep. Things that people need to do, and yeah. um, I want to start. I want to start on uh, things that people. I'm just going to take them uh, by category. Lawfare. What does that mean? Lawfare. Well, you know, the left engages in constant, constant lawfare. They sue us for everything at the drop of a hat, right. and they don't do it to win. They know that they don't have a legitimate case. They do it for two reasons. One, because it ties us down. Well, a, a number of reasons. It uh, can discredit us because it raises a question about, you know, if somebody's being sued, gee, they must have done something wrong. Yeah, right. And then most importantly, it saps us of our resources. You okay. know, this is a Sun Tzu art of war strategy, and we need to turn around and be nailing them just as hard with the same kind of thing. And that's one thing I've been really disappointed in. There, I mean, there have been a few places um, that are standing up for liberty and suing back, but not as many as I would like to see, especially yeah. with this with this mandate. Um, well, one of the things that you talk about is language, and you say restore the correct use of language. What does that mean? Yep. 
Well, I mean, we have heard about uh, the dreamers. We've heard about the undocumented immigrants. Mm-hmm. We've heard about the uh, abandoned children. What we haven't heard is the correct legal term, which is illegal alien. And I mean, they're trying to change that in the regulations so that they don't have to be embarrassed by calling illegal aliens dreamers or undocumented immigrants. They're not immigrants. Uh, An immigrant is somebody who comes to the United States with a legitimate claim intending to remain here permanently. And they are aliens until they become U.S. citizens. That is the legal definition. And, you know, there's just so many ways they pervert and misuse and misdirect with language. And it's all part of the exact the overall strategy to uh, <laughs> basically, you know, talk us into this brave new communist world. They're trying to ram down our throats. I mean, there is no such thing as men and women anymore. There are different top of a hat to yourself. I mean, this stuff is literally insane, but it's, as I say in the book, uh, it's madness with a purpose, you know? I've always always said that, um, you know, just get past it. Just, you know, your kids in school, just get past it. Um, And then I spoke to Jordan Peterson a couple of years ago, and he said, if you'll lie then when you're paying them, you're teaching your kids not to stand up for what to, to you know for what they believe in. You don't have yeah. to be hateful. Just don't live the lie. Lately, I've been studying Stolasnichen, and he said the same thing: live not by lies. And these yeah. these lies are pervasive. They have yes. changed our language. They have changed our customs, our traditions. They have changed all of them, and we have to kindly reject it. Just <laughs> reject it. Absolutely reject it. Reject everything they say. You know, and it's a very good point because when we allow that, when we participate in that, we are corrupting ourselves. That's something that I think uh, it's a subtlety that a lot of people miss. We are participating in the lie and by so doing are violating our own moral standards. Mm -hmm. And uh, that hurts us spiritually. That uh, hurts us uh, internally. I, I've, I've told this story so many times. I'm not going to tell the whole story. But uh, one of the women that saved a bunch of Jews in the, uh, uh, from the concentration camp told me at one point, she said, um, to, to be able to be one of the righteous, to be able to be in that position where you know the difference between right and wrong, it just means you don't move. You know what your mom and dad taught you, don't move. And I think, especially with these mandates, um, that is really critical. People are looking at an end of their job and you know, you're an airline pilot. You're not gonna work again if you don't take that vaccine. Uh, You have a choice. Is it right or wrong? And this is where the rubber meets the road and, and we're going to start losing a lot of people. Yeah. 
Yeah. No. And, and, you know, really, that's the goal here. The Biden administration isn't interest, interested in solving the COVID crisis. They are interested in forcing us to do their will, whether it's wise for us or not. Because, you know, if you were really going to do this uh, in, in a way that was beneficial to people, you would acknowledge that doctors say some people shouldn't take the shot. You know, they may say, well, it's great for a lot of people, but for some people it's not right. And then you have people that have uh, religious um, uh, uh, should exemptions. have religious yeah. exemptions, and but they're trying to ram it all down our throat because this is part and parcel of everything that this administration has been doing since the beginning. It's nothing but a constant provocation tactic, just constant, constant provocation, hoping that we are going to lose it and give them the pretext they need to really shut things down. So I really appreciated what you said in your monologue leading up to this about we have to remain nonviolent. So we can't do what the things that they're doing. It's so what they're looking for. I don't want to become them. That's one yeah. reason, another reason not to do it. Um, would you agree with me the federal government, the FBI, um, was only called in because people showing up at their school board meetings is making a difference? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And especially with the revelation about marriage law, yeah. uh, you know, having a pecuniary interest pushing emotional learning, which is all uh, uh, CRT and all of the uh, transgender garbage, all of it. Uh, that, that he pushes all of that stuff. So here's Merrick Garland. Really, I mean, this is uh, a, a, an obvious conflict of interest. But more than that, yes, they're trying to ram it down our throats. And they're, now they're going to use, they claim that they're going to threaten to use the FBI mm -hmm. to make sure they can ram it through. It, it's sick. Um, you know, there's a few things there's a few things here that, uh, you know, a president could do. And that is and I love this. You had me at George Soros apply RICO law prosecution to George yep. Soros and the Open yep. Society Institute yep. and all, foundations all that fund subversive organizations and activities. Yep. Several countries have already done this. He is <laughs> untouchable in America. Yeah. Well, that's because he has paid off. The Democrats party, party couldn't survive without him. And all the leftists that, uh, you know, the leftist or hundreds of leftist organizations that are all surviving because of that one man. But he is a traitor. He is a subversive. Uh, and I mean, really, we need to strengthen our or at least enforce our laws on subversion because there are laws and they have, uh, you know, legal requirements. But we just we've never enforced it. it. It baffles me. Do you think that we go into some sort of a American divorce or is 2022 the savings grace? What what what, what, do, you, what do you foresee? How close are we to real trouble here? Well, we're very close. We are very close. And I'm not sanguine that we will uh, come out of uh, 2022 in, in really good shape, unlike a lot of people, even though, you know, there are some indications that that's the case, especially 
guidance (laughs) rating but they the thing that troubles me is that they are so obvious and they are so outrageous in everything they do i sense that they know something that we don't know you know are able to cheat so thoroughly in 2022 that we don't have a chance. I mean, that's the only thing that worries me. I mean, if we look at it logically, it is going to be an absolute blowout, uh, like 2010 or worse for them, uh, which is what I'm hoping for. Yeah. Uh, uh, and, and But that's, of course, just to start. That gives us breathing room till 2024, when hopefully we can get uh, the President Trump or uh, some other person with his kind of uh, courage uh, into turn things, roll things back. Thank you so much. Uh, your book is really, really good. Um, Thank you. Yeah, um, and should be, should be read by everybody. Thank you so much. Back in just a minute. I want to uh, go back to the beginning of today's program. Um, the thing that we first have to work on is admitting that this is where we're at. We are here. Um, get out of the normalcy bias, uh, then find out what we're, uh, how, are you willing to stand yet? Are you willing to stand? The first thing you can do is just stop all lies in your life. Do not utter anything that you know is not true. That uh, is a massive, massive first step and puts us on the right path. The next is have faith. God has this. Let's do our part. Good night. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.